Wagwan, Mr. Maps. Yo, what it do, what it is. What it is, big man, are you alive? And Bombo Clad kicking. See, I didn't say Blood Clad. There's a difference between Blood Clad and Bombo Clad. <laughs> Bombo Clad. Something different. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is how we're starting. This is the energy that we're starting. <laughs> I, uh, yes. I'm yes. Gonna clarify a few things. Fair, fair, fair. No, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy. Life is good. Um, you know, the temperatures are coming down, so it's about to be summer for real. Um, well, winter for okay. us, but yeah. So, so winter, winter, but more bearable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can actually be outside. Yeah, no, it's going to be, we'll be outside all the time. So pool parties until April of next year. So anyone wants to send to buy, pull up. Uh, so do you go to pool parties and swim? Um, yeah, I actually, so there was a, 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 a House of Yano's events last weekend and I jumped in the pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I jump in the pool. You yeah. went there prepared to swim, ready to swim. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, swim. by swim, I basically mean look like a baddie in the pool, you know, but that, like, yeah. More like out here doing, yeah, that's... doing lens. <laughs> Freestyle, you know, backstroke, um, butterfly. It's not, it's not one of those. Every pool party I ever went to, mm. um, in Zimbabwe and in South Africa, I can tell you now that there was a pool. Mm. Uh, there was no swimming. <laughs> <laughs> well, as the, as the people were going in, yeah, ah, like, I, that's actually why I'm actually so surprised oh, that you swam. I'm telling the truth. Wow. Okay, I can, I can tell you now. Mm. <laughs> I can tell you now. Mm-hmm. Most people who go to pool parties in Zim and in SA don't actually go in the pool. They'll walk around the pool. Like <laughs> a pool party in an in an African context mm. is we are gathered by a pool. Nah, we're not trying not to swim. There's a dude. This is the this is your white follower talking. No, no, no. There's a mutual uh, mutual follower. There's a mutual friend of ours. He went to a pool party yeah. and like when he was posting, I saw people uh, on in the pool. In the water. Yeah, in the water. Let me even look Shit up is my experience. Let me see if you posted on his actual page or it was just a story. No, Tim, Shooty Shooty is my experience because from 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 time, from mm. home. Mm. Well, given the situation in Zimbabwe, sometimes houses that used to have swimming pools now don't have the pool, so they don't have water. Because <laughs> yes, they don't have water. Water is expensive. So Yes, so that's a factor. So Zim, I understand. Mm. But there's sometimes where there is a pool, there is water in the pool. The pool is clearly clean. But you know, duckies don't really like Fs with the water like that. Yeah, okay. I can't see it. I can't find it. It is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure when, when he posted, it must have been on the story, I saw a bunch okay. of dudes in the pool, uh, you know, having a good time. Uh, and it was it was it was fun and games, but anyway, guys, welcome back. It is another episode of Six Foot Weights, your favorite hour with your favorite cheese boys. But my name is Tawo. My name is Senna, and uh, we are here for a good time, not a long time. Um, of course, it's been a busy week, uh, busy busy week. Uh, what was my prediction for the Arsenal game? I was close. I think you didn't you predict the Chelsea win? I did predict and the I Chelsea predicted win. An- I predicted an Arsenal win. 
and then end up being a draw. But it was close. I, 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 I was like, you know what? I called this game and I felt proud. But Mr. Sanchez you guys decided, decided to, to throw it away. Bruh, can you imagine? I'm like, yo, I was so ready. You know when you have like smoke for people? Like, oh my God. Like, ish, ish, ish. I was ready to make noise. But anyway, I had to stay humble. Um, but no, uh, the boys are going in the right direction. So it was a, it was a, it was a good performance. We just need to put it all together. I'm seeing flashes. I'm seeing bits and pieces. But now the ensemble needs to come together. I think we are, I've said this before, we're one striker away from being a pretty decent team. So not championship winning, not yet. Um, I think we need continuity to build towards that. But if we get an Ivan Tony, um, an Ollie Watkins, I, don't, I, know, I know Villa wouldn't sell, but an Ollie Watkins, I think with that type of piece... Because um, I don't think Victor Osman, we have, we can afford him. We can, but we'd be in trouble. So, again, realistically, I think an Ivan Tony, if he's on form, is plenty for us. That that's all that we need, and we would run riot. Um, you know, to definitely make a top four appearance. But anyway, do you not think Tony's absence has made him slightly overrated? Like slightly, like. You know, like I think he's overrated. Like, I think he was a decent center forward, but mm. now everyone's putting him in this pedestal like he's the next big thing. Absence no, does make the hard grow No, no, no. So I don't see him as the next big thing, but I see him as a guy who can put in a shift and give us maybe like 10 to 15 goals a season. So that would be my expectation. I don't expect him to be competing with the Haaland's of the world, right? But mm-hmm. he's the best that we would have on the team as just a, a, a technically gifted goal scorer. I think that's if that's all you need him to do, then I think he would thrive in that role. You know, like he's not okay. then the second coming of Drogba or you know uh, what's his name Diego Costa. I mean, maybe Diego Costa because Costa just scored goals. You know, we need something. We need that. You know, we need a yeah. figure like a Diego Costa who just gets in the box. Although Costa was much more physical, like he's the Ollie Watkins type, right? But like yeah. we just need a person where. Right now, it takes us five clear-cut opportunities to score one goal. We need a person whose conversion rate is like, just give me two clear-cut chances, and more often than not, mm-hmm. I'm going to score. That's what we need right now. And I think would because, you know, in the, in the Prem, I don't know if you've noticed, it's like some of these other smaller clubs. If you score quickly, it's very easy to, to demoralize them. You know, yeah. but the, the longer you wait, and I think United is seeing this, the longer you wait... The, the more they grow into the game and now you have a you know a struggle of a game on your hands whereas yes, if you guys yes. score in the next in the first 5 to 15 minutes of the game these guys are like ah, ish. you know what I mean immediately then you heads can down and then now chill you can and them. pick out spaces and pick on mistakes because they have to come forward and try and get yeah. something exactly so you kind of exactly. have to do all these things United's problems are like I said there's no manager that can solve that thing Means. <laughs> uh, means. No, but Mina, I think about from time, even I think it was Mourinho, mm. then it was Sosha, mm-hmm. even people like Ole out, Mourinho out, Sosha out, Ralph, like, Ralph oh, even Ralph. I got to keep Ralph and in some sort of capacity, right? Because mm. they let him go because he was like, guys, this is open heart surgery, you can't fix United <laughs> by buying because I think. People think that, oh, we'll just fix, we'll just get two or three players each year and we'll fix it. Yeah. 
you buy a central midfielder last mm. season, like Casemiro, for example, right? Mm. Mm. You buy him at 29, 30 years old to fix a problem that you have in the center of midfield. And then the following season, his legs are gone. Now he's the problem that needs replacing. So you need... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter which manager you put in there. They'll all tell you the same thing. We need an overhaul. We need an overhaul. Mourinho said it best at the time. He was like, guys, I need to replace... Um, the entire back four. And mm. he even made an example. He's like, Pep will buy a right back. Mm. The right back fails. It's something that City do brilliantly. He'll buy someone. He'll fail. They won't waste too much time trying to make it work. They'll mm. be like, shop, out, on to the next. You remember yeah. when they signed, people don't even remember that, after they sold Joe Hart, they signed mm. Claudio Bravo. Mm-hmm. And then there was another keeper, the Chelsea guy. Um... Caballero, whoever it was, that was also in the mix. They're like a whole goalkeeper thing where he was trying new keepers and then selling until they got to Edison and then the problem was solved. Yeah, because there's even a time specifically for keepers who could play from the back. Exactly. Yeah. So when Mourinho was like, hey, Glazers, I know we bought Lindelof, we bought Bailly, but I think I'm going to need to go look for other centre-backs. They're like, hi, make it work with the ones you have. Mm. Bruh, there's no manager who's going to thrive in such an environment where you can't have bad signings because in as much people, oh, he spent so much money. Yeah, Mourinho spent money, but he spent money. Then he realized, actually, this guy doesn't work. I need another, yeah. I need another left back. And then the big teams move on very quickly. No, Tino, I, I, I agree with that. Tina, United that fans will start saying, no, it's the manager. We need to change the man. Like, bro, you can change the manager however many times you want. Mm. You're going to have the same problems. But I think Chelsea's coming to a point where you guys are making... I think Paul is making those tough decisions. I'm still not sure about his policy of signing unproven youngsters. But Yeah, so that's the thing. Our The way Paul has gone about it is, a, is, is literally high-risk, high-reward. Which is, if he hit on those young prospects, that team is good for the next 10 years. That's just straight profit of 10 years, right? Um, that's, that's buying an apartment in a certain place, in a certain area. And then if the rentals shoot up, yeah. you know, you, you want. Or if it goes the opposite way and no one wants to rent there, you're screwed, yeah. right? With a bunch of, instead of one apartment, you now you're Chelsea, you have a bunch of white elephants, right? So, so, so with us, they, these guys need to come through. Like at least... 70 to 80 percent of those guys need to come through and then obviously yeah. if the other 20 30 percent fail you can replace that but you can't replace 70 yeah. percent of the squad at the rate you bought those players you know so that's that's where you know i'm hoping potch can bring them together and make them formidable um but yeah it's 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 risky it's really really you know <laughs> things better work out for us otherwise we're in trouble here's a stat only 50 percent of young players actually succeed in the Premier League after signing for big clubs. That's uh, okay. <laughs> we've got like 39 players. It's fine. If if, if, if if we're looking at, you know, 18, 19 guys who are going to be superstars, that's that's more than enough for a squad. So I'm, I'm, I can take that, uh, that that conversion rate any day given the, the size of our squad. But I, I, again, I do see potential. I see flashes, but it's just... Some of yeah. these guys, you know, with young guys, they just need time. That's just the, the truth. Yeah, that need, is the truth. That you is need truth. time. You need time with where it's just, you know, no matter what you manage, you're in the first 11. 
you're getting 90 minutes you know or at least you're getting 75 minutes a game minimum that's what you need but then if you if managers still trying to figure you out you know you're not going to burst into form you know mm. but anyway it is what it is uh, happy yeah, the Premier yeah. is back it always is, is lonely um, whenever it's international weekend or you know whatever it is but I think there's another big game this weekend let's do a quick oh yes let's do a quick check in on our fantasy league I don't do that consistently love guys I'm sorry but on uh, game check this weekend uh, I'm not seeing any big fixtures besides the big one which is Man United versus Man City uh, on Sunday so that's a that's an interesting fixture what's your score prediction uh, let me see. It's at Old Trafford. We beat them there the last time. It's mm. not. See, the only person I trusted to beat Pep mm. was Ole. Like, Sosha had this thing where every time he came up, he, had, he, he wanted the double on him a couple of seasons. <laughs> I don't know. I think City uh, win 2 0. 2 0 at Old Trafford. I mean, yeah, to be honest, you guys I think we'll. Slacking. Half and puff, but but you never know. With Darby's. That's the thing. Is it, it, like with 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 Darby's, it's, it's almost like throw away the form of the teams sometimes. Like there's some yeah, hundred percent. You forget at them on that day, no matter what. You know, it's going to go down. Um, so yeah, that's the only big game I think that I'm seeing here that we have on uh, the Premier League weekend. And then an update on our leagues in the Cheese Boy head-to-head. Um, that was funny. So I was matched up with uh, with Ayanda <laughs> again in the Cheese Boy Cup. And uh, after the first match day, she was ahead by a lot. And I was like, my baby, like, where are these boys going to come from? <laughs> I was not stressed because I, 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 I give her too much shit on the pot. So I was like, yes, this is, this is, this is cheeky. But the boys came through. The boys came through, and uh, yeah, we, we we managed a nine-point victory over our opponents, even with the minus four from transfers. But um, yeah, I'm not doing that well overall. I'm 16th in the league, um, and we have at number one we have Modiwa Kaiwo with 21 points, only two losses uh, recorded in the league so far. Tied. Oh, it's a three-way tie. So, Mudiwa, Phil Nguenya, and Munyarazi Chifetete um, are all top three and 21 points. And then we have uh, Alan Marim or Marime, I don't know how you'd say that, uh, on 19 points following closely behind. And Hanani wraps up, rounds off the top five. Uh, well, top five actually is, is a three-way tie again. Five, six, seven, eight are all tied on 18 points. Uh, so Hanani and Ayanda and Daniel Mandevu and who's number eight here, Joe Kachecha, all tied, and everybody else is kind of mixed at the bottom. But anyway, that's the Cheese Boy Cup. In terms of the six foot weight league, Mkele is at the top of the league, eh, followed by Ropa, uh, about twenty points off or so, and then Kunta Kinte. <laughs> Kuta Kite is number three. Panache, not bad. Number four, shockingly. Uh, and we have Nathan Dimuluazilovu, number five. And Senna on the outside looking in, number six in the league. So uh, it's, 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 looking, it's looking quite serious. Uh, I'm wallowing there in the lower third, 25. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tense. 
it's yes. been a it's been a tough two weekends I think for me because I wasn't mm. brave enough I wasn't brave enough um, to take away the armband to take away the armband of Holland uh, I tried it last time and I put it on Son and Son blanked yeah yeah um, those who put it on Salah the last two weeks have been eating big ups to them yeah that's been the difference between between I think the top 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 guys and the rest of us so you know Salah's an asset that I'm like I'm not I'm not convinced you know like every time I see I like, I'll see him score then I look it's like it's a penalty you know what I mean like I, I feel yeah. like I should get him on my team but it's just he's such an expensive ad yeah that's that, the is thing. he really bringing that much value for that long it's the cost it's the cost yeah. so it's the it's the 14 is it 14M yeah 14M whatever that you need to get him on fantasy which is it's a stretch bruh you can't yeah, it's a lot. You need to look at the returns. And you're like, okay, yeah. cool. Is this guy worth the amount of money that I will outlay to get him in? Because that means that you then sacrifice. I mean, that's the cost of two decent midfielders. Like 7M, mm-hmm. 7M, you get your Matoma and someone else, right? Who are decent I mean, quality. Look at, this, look at it this way. So I'm looking at Salah's form. And uh, he has um, one point in game week seven, 15 in game week eight, and 16 in game week nine. And like my thing is like, I know if I were to bring him in... <laughs> blank. Uh, kind of, exactly. If I bring him this week, he's probably going to blank. Like I keep thinking the shoe's going to drop. You know, like you're not going to get 15, 16, and then like 20 yeah. next week. I don't see it. But, Although they do play Nottingham Forest as an attractive fixture, Liverpool's yeah. in good form. I don't know, man. So he's he's the other argument is he's actually the greatest point scorer in FPL history. So you have to look at it that way, where you're like the the numbers, bruh. In terms of accumulated points over a period of time, I don't think anyone's ever beat him. Haaland, if he stays in the league long, could definitely do it. Um, but yeah, just in, in that sense, I think I think you take a chance. You take a chance and you see what one. But like I said, I mean, I didn't take a chance, and then look what happened. Okay, okay, all right. Well, that's the fantasy advice for our listeners. Uh, and now moving into obviously serious business, less <laughs> slightly less serious business. Um, so I've, I've actually been one of my courses that I've been doing for my uh, for my MBA. We I was doing a artificial intelligence uh, class yeah. and was basically going you know going over like how AI can be integrated into businesses in a profitable way, right? Yeah. Um, and one of the one of the videos we're watching this this uh, it's like a McKinsey course something 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 whatever they, that they put out uh, for one of my assignments and basically they were talking about how the nine to five as we know it is dying so not necessarily jobs jobs is a different slightly different conversation yeah. but what I found to be very very fascinating is that they were saying Guti the nine to five is going to die the fact that and what I mean by that is. Usena needing to wake up at 9 in the morning for work and leave at 5 p.m., right? Okay. Um, whether, whether you're working from home or not, just like that, the, the, the structure of a working day because of AI is going to change uh, because there's going to be a lot of things that it can do in a lot of different types of jobs where you're not going to need an eight-hour shift, 
right? So the way we, what you're going to see is like front leading companies, like maybe tech companies and stuff like that are going to start needing less office time, but maximizing the less time that you are on the clock, if you get what I mean. So because people are not going to be earning, you know, you're not earning hourly, like there's a set monthly salary, right? So obviously for those people who are contracting by the hour, again, that's going to be a different conversation, but it's just your stereotypical nine to five jobs that most people listen to this podcast have, right? That's going to change. And you, you might now be working hours of, you know, 11 to 4. You know, that could be the thing, right? Just because the same work or more is going to be able to be done faster and more efficiently with the use of AI. And I found that to be absolutely fascinating. But I wanted to ask you, in terms of your profession and what you do, what do you think, um, you know, the integration of artificial intelligence would be like in what you're doing at work right now? Um, so we're always trying out new things, um, mm. in terms of artificial intelligence, machine learning, all the stuff just to help make our lives easier and our jobs easier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to, so th- there's two things, right? So my boss always says, don't fear the machines, right? Don't fear the machines. Mm-hmm. Machines aren't going to take your job. Use the same way, you know, people thought the printers and the laptop would take the typewriter's job. You adapt and then you move on to a different space, right? So, yeah, that's typically what I think would happen in our space. What you'd get is people leaning on AI, like ChatGPT or whatever, to assist with drafting, to assist with mm-hmm. all these other things, reviewing ETC, right? So, mm-hmm. I think we'll see a lot of that. I, I don't put it past lawyers being replaced. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know how to put it. Mm. What's going to happen? What makes is, you say that? Okay. Lawyer, so lawyers won't be replaced. Uh, I'll, I'll probably contradict myself. They won't be replaced because I think we'll find a way to leverage the use of technology and AI mm-hmm. the same way we've leveraged the use of any other sort of innovative thing that's ever come into life right yeah cell phones laptops all of it we'll leverage it to make our lives easier that's what i think will happen what Mm -hmm. a lot of people fear is that clients will no longer come to senna to draft an agreement they'll one either look for a template online or two go to um an ai generative site or whatever and then get the machine to do all the work which you'd otherwise pay five thousand rand for a lawyer to do um, mm. that's where you find okay cool there's a few differences there's a few differences but in yeah. terms of where the, where, where the technology is right mm-hmm. uh, I would be very nervous as a business owner having an AI draft the agreement for me and that's my agreement that I'd be very very nervous because obviously again it's still learning but it's 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 almost like um, like having a, a kid, right? Yeah. It's going to know as much as you teach it. Yes. Right. So it's we're not there where it's like it's it's thinking for itself and making these like you can't replicate human the human brain, right? So if I do my business and I'm like, yeah, my all my agreements sing is an AI, then someone else who has Senna is in his employee, Senna might be able to see some loopholes because Senna, you know, maybe does one or two courses. 
in learning AI and knowing where it's weak, right? And because he knows that, yeah. I come in with my with my half baked contracts, and then now your employer can now take advantage of me, right? Mm-hmm. Because of those where you like, no, look, look at this, this, this term. We can expose these two big things, and suddenly we don't have to pay out. Look, 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 look. You know what I mean? So, so I think right now, I think AI for me, for for what I'm seeing it as and the way I'm using it, it's almost perfect because it's making me more efficient. Yes, it's it's making my life easier. Yeah, but I'm still indisposable. We're not yet at that point where we can be like, nah, let it let it just cook. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've I've played around with these with these like generative AIs. And it's just it's limiting like, yeah. to a certain extent, but it's as good as you ideas. It's great, exactly. And also, there's this thing. There's a profession that's going to come up now called AI prompting, right? It's already probably I'm sure people are getting jobs, and you know, uh, it's a skill set that people are looking for already because it's all about how do you feed it the information, not just feed it anything, but how are you asking those questions, right? That's not going to be a thing where if you have a skill set in that you become an asset immediately because that means it's going to be a lot in terms of how efficient you can be with AI mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know? So I like it. It's, it's looking pretty good. But like in terms of the nine to five, do you think with what you do that your work day could be, you know, your boss could tell me like, right, guys are working two hours less a day. Do you think you guys are working towards that? Or is your boss going to come and be like, right, we can crank out another five agreements <laughs> you know, type of thing. Um, no, I don't think we'll get there, but I think there'll be expectations that things will happen faster. Um, mm. Naturally, that's going to come with any use of technology. We're already on this thing where, you know, we try to be as fast as possible in terms of what we do. So if if mm-hmm. you send me something to review, you say, send up, please review this agreement. We'll try to get it across to you within half a day or the same day which is mm. if you're dealing with high volumes you know that that's a lot so i think that will happen where expectations will change unfortunately you do still have in terms of industry leaders in mm. law it's still very archaic right i was helping my mm. my wife with her admission uh, stuff a few weeks back um, to be admitted as an advocate and it's literally a painstaking process of going printing giving papers to someone stamping signing filing that's how the court system works like top 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 Mm. like at the high court it's still old school it's still very old school so Mm -hmm. because we still have sort of older people running the show, older people calling the shots. Yeah. It'll take a bit of time before we get to a point. I'm not to <laughs> It'll take a bit of time before we get to a point where machine learning tools are used to an extent where we can now place expectations on Tabo to turn things around quickly, on things to mm, move quicker. Mm. Uh, but I mean, yeah. once, like, like everything, it's top down. Right, it'll start at the top. Yeah, it'll filter down the rest of us. Mm. Uh, until that happens, you're just going to have a few people in the industry. You know, the edgy tech lawyers will be like, "Oh, maybe let's do this, let's do that," and they'll be the ones mm. leading the way. But from a regular, <laughs> edgy. Yeah, from a regulatory point of view, 
I mean, labor laws have remained unchanged for God knows how many years. Uh, but we all know that Katesi is now remote working and all these things that come yeah. into it, right? But the current mm-hmm. legislation that govern us well, in, in South Africa and Africa don't even take that into consideration. But with you know, actually, yeah. Yeah. times have changed. People work from home. So maybe let's rejig, let's change mm. the way that these things are dropped. Let's change the way how the system works. I'm yeah. surprised we still have to stamp passports. Um, I'm surprised Bro. people still have to go to an embassy and fill out paper forms. In this day and age. You know, dot. In, you in know, my you mind. Know, you know, the biggest shock? Yeah. The biggest shock is where, where I'm like, I can't believe it. Where I go to airports and people are asking for a printed version of the tickets. Like, are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. What are we doing, fam? And no, but that's that's the reality, right? So we might an easy example at mm. at a building that I lived in, university. It was fingerprint mm. access, so it mm-hmm. was biometrics. And then at the university, it was a card um, mm-hmm. that you used to get in and out, right? Mm-hmm. Very automated. It's IT. It's all these things. Mm. You go to a government department. And the police are like, yeah, can you fill out this form? (laughs) (laughs) Sign it for me. (laughs) Sign here. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Right. And then in my mind, I'm always like, no, but what are we we doing here? Like, let's be, let's embrace technology. I mean, smart passports Mm. are a thing now and so my thing. I'm not sure what, what the difference is between the current passport I have and the, the other I think they call it e-passports. I see. No, the e. Yes, the e-passports. I'm not sure what the difference is between the e-passport and the Me one either. I have, but hey, we've picked that up. My son has the new one. Yeah. Um, it just looks different. It's got like um, it feels. It's almost like you want e-material. Yes, That plastic. Yeah. Feels that one of the one of the pages is like that. Mm. So I don't know what information it's carrying in it or if there's a chip or I, I have no idea probably um, a chip but it doesn't yeah it doesn't really seem to be doing anything but do, do you not think uh, we don't need the same way we got rid of checkbooks right because yeah. you know back in the day writing a check was a big thing well it might still be a thing in America because it's was, huge in Dubai bro people was, still work with checks I was so shocked to find out that people in like in the states like EFTs are like a it's like a novelty, right? It's it's not it's mm. not something that's always been around the last sort of <laughs> I don't know ten years or whatever it is. <laughs> um, but but stuff like that, right? The checkbook eventually went away. Um, it's not mm. that they were phased out, but now everyone just does EFT or e wallets or whatever it is. Like there's so yeah. many different ways to transfer money. Yeah, I can't especially believe especially in a local economy. Yeah, I can't believe we still need a passport book that has to be physically stamped each time we yeah. go through a border post. I feel like, mm-hmm. obviously, maybe the privacy NGOs will be like, oh, you know, data security, you can't do facial recognition when we're about to go through a fingerprint, whatever. But I feel like if I, mm. there should be a way for me doing my fingerprint and they're like, oh, okay, cool. You apply for your visa online, valid stay, sharp, 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 mm-hmm. go through. Mm-hmm. Or oh, returning citizen, sharp, sharp, proceed. Um, it, it might be different, I guess, when you're processing like foreign nationals or people from other countries, because uh-huh. we don't have like a centralized so, database of, of all this information. Every country has their own 
thing. What I would say is, uh, and before I forget, there's this cool thing uh, that I did as part of the course. Uh, I sent it to my wife to do, but obviously she didn't do it. Um, she didn't listen to me. But um, if you guys go to this website, you, I'll send it to you as well. Uh, let, me, let me do it now so that I don't forget. You still but haven't sent so me that w- tweet that you said I must look at, by the way. Uh, Which tweet? The one that you said you dear me. I agree. I did. Okay, I can even send you a screenshot. But anyway, yeah, just remind me afterwards. But like, if everyone goes to www dot um, how normal am I or one word dot uh, eu. So if you go to that website, there's this cool um, kind of like test that these guys run where it's basically the state of AI at this point. It's, it's, it's very interesting and like it it, it, the, it uses uh, facial recognition software and makes a lot of conclusions uh, and obviously you can choose whether or not you want that organization to capture your data to yeah. help the AI get better or you don't want to share your data but we had to do that for my course and make some observations on it very interesting the, the stu- I, again I, uh, I should have sent it to you before so that we could talk about it yeah. uh, as a topic you can plug um, it for next week but yeah, yeah, we'll put it, we'll put it for next week. So, 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 so try it, and then let me know. You know, obviously, we'll save your results somewhere. It's going to give you a bunch of results, and we'll talk, we'll talk about it for next week. But it, it, it just showed you. You reminded me in terms of talking about my passports, like mm. the how good or where or where facial recognition software is at this point, and like I brag about this with the Dubai government all the time. So you know, the, the Dubai, Qatar, um, I think maybe. Uh, maybe Saudi, um, but these Middle Eastern countries have a population issue where the local population is so small, right? And there's a lot of demand for different jobs for them. And what drives the government a lot of the time is how do we make a lot of these jobs more efficient for our people to, to because we don't have a lot of manpower, right? So I think yeah. some of these other countries, it's like there's no desire or drive to innovate because it's just... We can just do it. I want to do it, right? And whatever. There's no impetus to get better. But with the UAE, it's always technological advancements simply because, you know, you just need to make things better. And obviously, because you have such a small population, you want your population, you want your people to be happy. You want them to be like, hey, brah, work is nandy. It's easy. It's as simple as can be. Yeah. Whereas the rest of us are driven these capitalistic societies where it's like, no, I need to be the best ever. Mm-hmm. Here, the mood is just like, brah, me, I'm just showing up to work to cash a check. <laughs> and it's literally, <laughs> my life is outside of, of work, right? So so you, you look at the when you fly into Dubai, yeah. there's smart gates. The smart gates don't even need your passport, guy. If you're a resident in the country, yeah. like literally, it's facial recognition. Just stare at the green light for five seconds, and it says, "Right, Mr. Maposa, welcome back." Boom. Or Mr. Bo- Mr. Maposa, have a safe flight. Boom. You're done. Wait, so I don't even pull up my passport. You don't stamp your passport when you're leaving Dubai. Never. Or when you and when you come you back, you only stamp it now with a problem. Same thing. Oh. Okay. Same thing. Like there's no, I can count. In the last two years, I can count the number of times I have a UAE stamp in my passport. Really? And I've traveled a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, 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 and this is how cool it is. 
you don't even need to be a resident. You can apply, like certain countries, they allow people to apply for the whole smart gates access. Mm. And I don't know what the process is, but I know like they have, um, so these Europeans will fly into Dubai for holiday and stuff like that. They can use smart gates as well. So, but, but with theirs, it's, it's like, it's been hit and miss. Like there was a time where there was a huge line at the smart. So like normally when you fly into DXP, the smart gate line is no more than two, three people per smart gate. Because it's just, it's so quick, bruh. In, out, in, out, mm. in, out. Really, it's, it, it's efficient. But then when there's an issue, then there was a time when I landed and it was like, there was a hell of people, like 10 people per smart gate. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> what and is it was this? because there was a flight. Yeah, there's a flight that came from Europe. I think it was like a Swiss Air item or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of those guys had applied for smart gates, but it just, for some reason, it wasn't catching them. And obviously, because of data limitations, it's not going to be as smooth for people who aren't residents of the U.S. Yes. But for residents, ah, but just, you know, look at the thing. And, and I think countries are getting there because I'm starting to see in Nigeria, they've got a semi-smart gate where you scan your boarding pass and then, you know, you go in. So I'm starting to see beach and a beach, even in Cape Town, mm. Cape Town Airport, I've seen, I don't know if it's a smart gate, but I've seen something. There's a structure. For citizens. Uh, for, for, for citizens. For South African citizens. Uh, so I think yeah. they're, they're trialing it out uh, like a smart, yeah, they're trialing out a smart gate where you like self-service mm. and whatever. But obviously it's still pretty far out because I think when, when you're coming back, um, uh-huh. Yeah, you still have to to have your passport stamped and wait in line and all of that stuff. I'm trying to think if I don't know they have it. Even like when we landed in Cape Town, there were I think they had a few. Mm. Uh, when we flew directly into Cape, I think there was a few smart gates for citizens. But again, it's still very very early. But I'm just saying, you know, it's, I'm starting to see certain governments are they're giving it a try. I think it's there in Rwanda as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, so again, with these technologies, like, you're right. I think in five to ten years' time, yeah. really, some of these things, a passport should be a necessary. Like, what I love about like the Emirates ID here is like all your data is there, bro. All of these manual things that when you go home, all the important like, things. It frustrates me how slow some of these processes are. Yeah, although I think Kogunye, it's because we're also not. I sometimes think we're not ready for some technology um, as a people. Just what because are we not ready for? The, are, you, are, you, this is, are you you're moving like Vusi No, no, no. Black people were not ready for AI. <laughs> no, man. I don't even mean it in, in in that sense. I mean it just in a practical maintenance sense. Kavanga also figure panel as Imbras and you're waiting for smart gate to scan thing to Aglama gets, right? What are you going? To, <laughs> you know what 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 are you going to do after that, right? Because now. Mm. There's no electricity, and it's the same with Africa as well. You get the AI, Eskom, and we have mm. to wait for the generators to come back up. And then next thing they're the telling system, you about system is down. the systems down, they're telling you about data breach and all these things. Mm. So sometimes I think from a maintenance point of view is where we might fall short, especially in some. Fair enough, especially in some. There was there was a time when my mom uh, she was leaving Dubai, so I took her to the airport to the counters, and the system was down, and it it, it really showed me like that reliance on the technology, it, bro. There was bare people just standing there; nothing could be done. I want to be twice, right? 
out of it, like no idea what to do. And I was like, damn, this is our reliance on technology. There is nothing if worse. This goes down oh, once. This is something that finished. happened. Yeah, bro. <laughs> something that happened to me. I think I was still. I uh, must have been renewing my permit at some point in time over the years. Mm. I went to Home Affairs. You know, when you take a leave day to go to VFS or whatever it is, you get to VFS mm. and they're like, yeah, the Home Affairs system is offline. Like what do you? So how when will it be online? I don't know. Is it okay? I have to go back to work at some point, or you maybe you've taken lunch, right? Uh, quick, quick, come mm-hmm. back. No, it's offline. You have to come back tomorrow. Ow. <laughs> and these are things no, that happen for real. Yeah, no, honestly, man. Like, it's it's actually, you know, one of those things where, you, uh, yeah, if you think about it that way, sometimes we were, we were ragging on the pen and paper, but sometimes good old pen and paper gets things done, you know? Mm. <laughs> let's let's not stray too far. But it just, it's a, again, it shows what our governments need to do to get to that point. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just some of these things, these processes, where it's just like, no, guys, this is... This is and it's like oh yeah like if you if you ever fly from like Joburg anyway if you fly from anywhere to the states the security check is it's like I'm like bro it's it's and then it's like at, at least if I was flying from like I don't even know who's the US matter like Iran or some shit to the there's no flight from Iran to the US right <laughs> yeah but if it's like okay fine Iran to the US and it's like millions of checks it's like okay I get it right. But why am I in the UAE flying to Boston or wherever and I'm going through millions of checks? Like, what's Leah Like, that's the way like, I look at America, like, guys, Leah Zed. Because there's no way, like, even flying from Joburg to America, like, yeah. the moment your ticket says, you're going, wait, America? No, 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 okay, take out your laptop. Like, you've gone through customs, yeah. the customs scan, you've gone through that, mm-hmm. there's no issues. Then, before boarding your flight, so they keep inside you a laptop and they put that it's like a small you know like a mouse pad size yeah. paper and they're like wiping your laptop with it I'm like how what? Bro, like Lizway no no it's bad bro. like anyone who's flown to America from any destination I'm sure at us I'm sure you guys have had the same experience it's like I don't know man America really so, yeah, so, they need to sort so apparently it used to be chilled pre nine eleven, and then post nine eleven, mm. they amped up the security to a whole other level. I think I once watched a stand up comedian. Say, yeah, but but Sina, from a certain place, I get it, right? If you've got beef with a certain person, I was right? I get it, but like, really, where's the threat coming from from South Africa? I was like, right? So it's now like <laughs> applies to everyone. Zonke bonke, right? What if? Uh, these people are now trying to be clever and they're now trying to come through other means or whatever it is. So I guess it's just them trying to be as pedantic as possible when it comes to making sure Oguti ah, security is, is up top. I just need someone at I don't show I'm not sure what the company that manages airports in Zimbabwe is called. I need someone to tell me why I need to mm. take off my shoes when I'm going through that machine. Like, yeah. Again, I also don't understand because it's so inconsistent, right? Some some airports you don't have to take off your shoes. Mm-hmm. Other airports you take off your shoes. I'm like, so is how important are the shoes really? Also, keep a little panty, bro. I mean, like, like how? Hey, panty, okay, fine. But like, what am I taking off my shoes for, bro? Like, it's, it's all, all these things. Where I'm just like, these airports are doing a bit too much. It's like, guy, like, wow. 
you know, come on. But anyway, it is what it is. I think we need to keep things moving. There's something also um, about taking off your shoes, which does something to your dignity that's not quite... <laughs> Sana, where are you going with this? It's not quite okay, <laughs> bro. Like... <laughs> I don't, I don't know. What's wrong with taking off your shoes? But why must I take off my shoes in public? <laughs> you sound you sound like a nigga with smelly feet. No, that's, not that's even right. Not not at all. So it's it's yeah. just it's such an inconvenient thing to do. <laughs> I will agree on that. I will agree on that. <laughs> so I mean, point. that's why normally when I fly, I I'll, I'll, I put on slides. I'll put on slides because it's just I don't want to be doing all this. I never I put on joggers slides because I don't want to take off a belt. I don't want to take off shoes and put them back on. Like, it's just all this admin, bro. Like, that's... Ah, fun times. Anyway, if, if people work for airport facilities, please tell them. We're going to have a guest, actually, who's uh, in this airport in Dundons. I think we must uh, relieve our stress on that person to understand what's the maths. Because as consumers, we don't get it. It's not we don't make get sure. it. So... Yeah, that person needs to explain why we're doing all of this gymnastics sometimes because it's, 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 it's annoying. But anyway, um, one thing also as well, uh, I saw a, a horrible tweet, but then from a horrible person, to be honest, um, but it was indicative of a certain mentality in a certain neighbor of the Tibor country uh, post-Springboks win uh, are, are over, who did they play? England. Yeah, they beat England. And... Yeah, and, and, and before we get into the actual tweets and the actual issue of what, what, what happened, um, I'm sure a lot of people listening already know where this is going. But, like, for some people who don't know, uh, and because I feel bad for some of you who are just on Twitter and you're fighting people, and it's just, you know, it's just, yeah, no. For I think I can save a few souls here. If you didn't know, Twitter has rolled out a scheme. I think maybe this is uh, maybe in the last six months or so is when I heard about it. Yeah. But if you're a verified member of Twitter, so if you have the check mark, if you pay the whatever eight dollars a month, right, to to be on on Elon's Twitter, uh, basically Twitter is paying people for a certain level of interactions. And normally, interactions, if you want it to blow, it needs to be scandalous, it needs to be rude, it needs to be horrible, yeah. right? Those are usually like the big ones that trend a lot you know that's that's basically what it what it is so um be very very careful guys uh when some of these tweets i know even if it triggers you the best thing you can do ironically is keep quiet because number one that individual knows exactly what they're doing they're trying to bait bait you number two by interacting you're bringing it to like other people's tls and creating more interactions and more money to that person for being a horrible individual, right? And most people, you know, to, to kind of get them off completely in terms of knowing that's not a profitable thing, you just have to ignore it. Yeah. You just have to, if, you, if you ignore some of these things, guys, those people, if we all ignore them, they can tweet whatever they want to tweet, but if a troll is ignored, they virtually don't exist. Yeah. But then it's because everybody engages and they want to lecture and they want to insult and they want to, whatever it is, you know, um, you're making that person more money. And then after a few weeks or or, uh, next month, Twitter cuts them a check for basically playing with your emotions. So just an FYI for anyone who did not know that this is what Twitter is doing. Now, you know, 
So try and if people are trying to bait you, my advice is just ignore them, ignore them, ignore them because now you're, they're paying them for your rage, which is really, really messed up um, at the end of the day. But anyway, the the Lokuzin, the tweet of it um, was basically, I don't have it in front of me anymore, but essentially this individual said something along the lines of, uh, you know, so that Zimbabweans are desperate to 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 what to be South African, you know something along those. That's what she, that's what that's what she said, huh? Um, was this someone from Teapot Country? Because no, no, this is South African. Oh, uh, okay. I cool. think. All right, I'll, so, I'll okay, give you more context about that person. I think when you're when you're done. Okay, cool. So the tweet says Zimbabweans are truly obsessed with being South African. Now they're celebrating the Springboks win as if it's their national team. Your this level of international offense uh, is is just deepen. Uh, and then she said, hashtag stronger together as South Africans, not with Zimbabweans. I suga my yeah. uh, hashtag yeah. rugby World Cup 2023. Yeah. It's currently, when I saw it, it had about 500,000 impressions. Yeah. It's got 2.3 million views at this point. So that check's going to be fat <laughs> at the end of the day, which it, is so unfortunate. It is. Um so that particular account is i think we'll actually chat about the the whole supporting other international teams thing that particular account is i think is and has been affiliated with a movement called put south africa first um Mm -hmm. which is also somewhat affiliated in some way um with this guy by the name of what's the name of the soweto in Tlantlalax. i'm not sure if you've heard of Tlantlalax. So all these are like from the same community of Pusa African First anti-foreign national sentiment. So mm. a few years ago, I know this woman, it's a, it's a woman, I won't mention her name, but she used to hold spaces um, where they would be like, ah, no, we want our country back, our country's gone to the dogs, foreign nationals have taken our country, blah, 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 blah. And it's all ranting and venting. So there is a very specific part of Twitter where you will see a lot of that sentiment it's very anti-foreign mm-hmm. so even if you go through like a lot of the previous stuff and her retweets and, and, and all of it mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of ah Zimbabweans this Malawians this Nigerians this even where yeah. it's instances yeah, where yeah, yeah, so. Zimbabweans and Malawians aren't for right so that's that person's MO I think they get paid by someone to do that because mm-hmm. I think sometimes when there's problem with government and things aren't making sense. They need a scapegoat. And mm-hmm. you rally up people by saying our oh, foreign nationals are the reasons why you don't have a job, you're struggling with this and this and this and that, right? So Gunin. Mm. And I echo your point. Like I think usually the best thing is to mise because a reaction mm-hmm. is what these people want. We are Kalawena Tabo and you're like, shocking. What a shocking take. Absolutely no humanity. But the reality is maybe most people don't feel that way. Most South Africans mm-hmm. don't feel that way. Most South Africans aren't saying going out onto the street saying, "Hey, when I quere quere, go home," whatever it is, right? But there mm-hmm. is a movement of people, and they've gone into social media spaces because of how powerful social media is, and they've infiltrated mm-hmm. those spaces to spread those messages. And like Tabo says, yeah. the best thing to do is to ignore those situations, um, or ignore those characters and personalities because yeah. you won't go. You won't go anywhere. My only other thing that I that I 
I think about is so with sports, right? And mm. it, it's an interesting sort of like with the rugby World Cup, cricket World Cup, um, these Wait, sports where before 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 you segment into into that part of the of the discussion, yeah, I found something very very peculiar in the way that because I, I started going through the responses right mm-hmm. um, the day I saw this thing, and she kept repeating the same message to anyone who challenged that. That, that tweet right mm-hmm. so she kept saying you people dislike our white South Africans and often say that they are our landlords blah 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 um, they are non-South African so today you want to support the very people you call our compressors mm-hmm. but then I think maybe she, she meant to say oppressors but whatever mm-hmm. um, but yeah so this was a, a repeated so if you just scroll down she kept she would post a picture of a white player uh, Pollard or whoever it is and then that same message almost exactly but essentially saying the same thing same exact thing so like I think it it, it lends credence to, to to what you were saying which this this is probably an individual who's been paid like bro we need you to sp- spray this information yeah, yeah. out there rile up people remind them the reason they don't have jobs is because of these Zimbabweans and Zambians and Nigerians who are selling drugs and all you know what I mean like all these things like they, they it's a it's almost a you can predict what the person is going to say yes right in terms of the messaging and all that kind of stuff and it's just like I see people just getting so you know, I, I got touched I saw it because I'm like I like the Springboks I support the Springboks in rugby but like now it's like so I was like initially I was like this is this, this actually is has upset me mm. but then I was like you know what let me let me move on mm. because I remember the money thing I was like this is either a money thing because there are some people who are out there literally trying to be you know rile up people because they get money yeah. which is so wild <laughs> as a concept so I really try to ignore and like not retweet and you know some of these things yeah. because yeah, well, I want to who don't have that ability to ignore, and then next thing, so we see why it's think piece after think piece after think piece. It's think piece after yeah. think piece that is like so. So with, with 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 this one, right? Um, so I think it's mm. a combination of both. I think there is you know the, the Twitter check from engagement, and that comes mm. from riling up many people and instigating outrage, right? Because that's the best way mm. of Twitter to make uh to to make money. It's the, it's the best quickest mm-hmm. way now what you'll typically find with this is that there's a combination of also political agendas that are now mixed into it right so it's yes, repeated absolutely. messaging responding to every mm-hmm. single tweet like come on if someone who felt strongly about this they would have not replied or not engaged they knew what they were doing right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah the, the best thing to do is to is to ignore those accounts and you'll find many of them back when they'll have put South Africa first Hashtag Pusa Africa first on the thing and then a flag. And then they'll be like, ah, hashtag member of Operation Tutula, whatever it is. And. I've only flagged in the bio earns that problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes. That's true, and and that's something which. So, for example, like my social media usage has dropped down drastically, I think, over the last few months. Ever since Elon took mm. over Twitter, I, mm. initially it was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm starting to see more relevant content on my page Mm -hmm. and then with time Mm -hmm. it's like no i'm not seeing relevant content i'm just seeing the same accounts that have high numbers Mm -hmm. posting stuff that i may be interested in right so now i have to filter Mm -hmm. through that 
and then even the accounts you are following right then i was just mm. mining for engagement everyone's just trying to make money by tweeting the most outlandish things and then you're like okay yeah. it just makes twitter as a platform difficult to enjoy so then i'm like ah mm-hmm. okay cool may as well not bother to an extent i'll come on maybe when i'm looking for news Oh, what's happening? Even with the with the comments, the most frustrating thing is that obviously if you verified your comments at the top, yeah. So it's like when I go through a joke or whatever post and I'm going through, it's like I'm all these verified people that are just with dry ass comments, and like I have to dig through that, and then by that time I'm kind of like, eh, I'm bored. I'm let me move on to the next. Yeah, thing. even you know before the comments would be lit. Even the comments would be lit, bro. bro. Even football, right? Football, you'll be going mm. through. Um, maybe there's a game happening. Maybe this international break. Your international break was terrible. From a football point of view, mm. all these accounts mm. are posting crazy takes. Are you like, huh? <laughs> I I read something the other day with, with and it's, it's a United. You know, like back in the day, you used to follow United or Chelsea fan accounts, so you get updates: who's injured, mm. who's fit, um, what's yeah. going on in the team. Now, fan account would be on some. Uh, Bruno Fernandes ruins the shape of Man United and needs to be dropped. Okay, fine. Sharp, cool. But you know mm. that this person mm. doesn't believe that. Because you're like, yeah. bro, look at the numbers. I even saw an Arsenal account and we call, I think they call Tacticals Twitter now, where they're like, mm. Martin Odegaard is a hindrance to this Arsenal team. Threat. <laughs> He's their best player. Ah! Like, well, you may not be the best base. Like, I think Saka might be the best, but, but the team doesn't totally. function without Odegaard in that 10 role, yeah. right? So then that's how He's you start. Guy. Yeah. So it, it goes from even football to news sites are starting to do the same thing where they're posting weird headlines and you're like, huh? Guys, what's, what's going on? Yeah. Sky Sports. Sky Sports will run a poll where you know like okay cool and you'll be like compare these three players and it's three completely different players in profile the other day they're like yeah. Hazard Rooney and Burkamp like one's a striker one's a 10 and one's a winger why are we comparing <laughs> these guys <laughs> yeah honestly it's 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 it, I don't know man the, the, I, I kind of understand why you step back from, from Twitter or from certain social media accounts I'm even mm-hmm. like should I go on threads like is threads normal like no probably not threads, like because at us and let us know probably not because I think the, the numbers the users are still on Twitter right so you still have mm. unfortunately if something's happening the, the first place to find out about it is probably still Twitter, Twitter. right yeah um and, and that's why so it's just the user experience has just become less and less enjoyable ever since Elon took over um yeah just because of all incentivizing money to it Instagram yeah I, I struggle with it as a as an app now because I think mm. I think we spoke about Instagram last year we were like ah it's no longer the same I feel like content creators are the ones that are enjoying Instagram more than us normal people uh mm. You know, if we're not sharing funny stories and funny reels, then what are, what are, what are we doing? We're not doing anything. Um, TikTok seems to. Be- I do like my, my 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 Instagram algorithm though, in terms of like reels. Like it's always like shit. I'm just I'm going to find funny, right? That's the only thing. So so the way yeah. that my settings are set up, I, I love it because it's like I can literally go six straight posts and just see funny funny stuff, right? Because I, I think they yeah. they've they've now tried to model themselves like TikTok, like TikTok. 
Yeah. So they're trying Definitely. to grow the TikTok. Instagram has turned into that. Unfortunately, yeah. the way I've always used Instagram, I, I still struggle to open the real section and then just like scroll through. Because for me, the app was always just a photo app where, ah, let's see what Mang Mang's posted. Nowadays, no one is posting. Do you know the last time I ever even <laughs> scrolled more than three posts on my actual Instagram TL? Like, I just check, I'll probably go like uh, 15 people deep in terms of Instagram stories. Yeah. And even that's a lot, maybe 10 depending on like 15 if, it's, if people are posting like one two three stories type of yeah. thing right then i can get to like 15 but if it's like others oh, are doing my essays on their stories like i'll probably <laughs> anywhere between five to ten people and then you i'm know, done man, right? it's money monetization has ruined these platforms twitter worst yeah it's instagram yeah. file because yeah. now content creators were the ones who were were now basically the ones making they're the only ones posting we were now watching their lives and that also made me like hey, okay shooting this platform i'm not enjoying it as much let's just keep it to twitter twitter's gone haywire um the only time i think i opened instagram to check something was when people were talking about lupita's post and they're like oh yeah here's a link to <laughs> lupita's post <laughs> that was funny that here's was a link to lupita's funny. poem and then you're like ah okay guys yeah, but Jolo can rock, yeah? Yeah. To the point that you you become a, a Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll come <laughs> back. We'll come back to that one. We'll come back to that one. The, the question I wanted to ask, <laughs> and it's a, mm. it's a bit of a philosophical one, but yeah. mm. what do you think of... Because in, in what she was saying, this lady, there's something that I... I was like, okay, cool, xenophobic is hateful, but, mm. uh, you know... In in a way, is there a point, in a sense, about supporting another national team in a sport, where it's like, because I think the, the the sole purpose sometimes of national teams is, I think, to be the pride and patriot patriotism of a nation, right? That's what it, it fosters. Yeah. That's kind of what yeah. it's about. The only people that can play for those teams are the citizens of that country. So it follows that mm-hmm. the citizens of that country support the team is it not a bit weird when people from other countries are then supporting the all blacks australia england south africa or is that too harsh a criticism people are just enjoying sport for entertainment um i think at the end of the day uh sports the way that it is it's competition Right, mm-hmm. and the teams that are the the big teams, the winners. Yeah, the winners are always going to have support, like the largest group of support. Yeah, and in a sport like rugby, it is dominated by three teams, like sometimes maybe uh, four. Right, but generally it's Australia. Oh, sorry, yeah. Well, it's been Australia for a while. Australia's fallen off, but like New Zealand, South Africa. Yeah. Right, and then you can throw in the Ireland or the England or whatever. But generally, Ireland, England, Wales, those those cousins, um, uh, at least in our you know circles of life, those other teams are typically the British are supporting the British teams. Yeah. Right, the way that you would expect. Yes. Right? I, I know very few people who are like me. I'm a I'm an England fan. In the rugby space specifically, yeah. right? In football, completely different. I know plenty of people were England, Germany, all these other But anyway, it's the same thing, which is the teams that are perennially dominating 
yeah. the sports. So in rugby, New Zealand, South Africa, mm-hmm. you're going to have a bunch of people who support those teams just because. Yeah. And I'm sure they've got people in, in France who are like, I really like New Zealand. Because yeah. like when you win a lot, like a lot of people don't like supporting a loser, right? So you end up supporting France because you're French, right? Because, okay, that's my baby, right? But at the end of the day, if there's a team that's always winning, right, you're going to want to support that team because you're going to watch it more, right? They're going to get support. It's just, so I I, I don't look yeah. at anyone with a side eye in terms of national teams. I, like, I think the easiest way to have a conversation is in a football context when the World Cup comes around, yeah. right? Uh, first of all, Zim is not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop there. But even if, if Zim showed up to the World Cup, obviously we're going to support Zim, yeah. right? Because Zim is there. But it's like we're allowed to have favorites. I mean, I know you're representing a nation, but so what? The, the, the citizens of the nation are the ones with the tender to the sport? No. Because like if you guys play good football, guess what? I'm German, bro. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it is what it is. I'm, I, I was a fan of Belgium for, for, for four or five years in the in the Eden Hazard era, mm-hmm. right? But like, what am I? Am I not allowed to support Belgium? You know what I mean? Like, so you know, you don't see people in Belgium like, oh my god, why you guys get off our team's dick? Like, they welcome the support, mm-hmm. you know, because people want to be like, look at us, we're yeah. the cool crowd, we're the winners, you know. So I think the rugby thing, especially with with you know South Africa and and New Zealand, yeah, there's much deeper conversations that we know of of why you were saying for example they don't play in cape town because there's a huge contingent of of all blacks fans yes. right that's what you yeah say. yeah so yeah so for, for those who don't so, remember so yeah. just what i was referring to is springboks hardly ever play in cape town they'll and when they do play in cape town um it's always england australia any other country and if it's New Zealand, typically the game will be played in Pretoria or Joburg, but not here in Cape Town. That's just because the Cape colours felt feel like the Springboks are a representation of apartheid. And because of that, they can't support a team which is a representation of the one that oppressed them. So they support the All Blacks because mm. the All Blacks had more people of colour back, you know, during the 90s or whatever, 80s, I don't know. But mm. from there, they're just like, mm, yeah, it could get awkward. Next thing, it's a home game. Gandhi, fifty percent of the stadium in Cape Town supports the All Blacks. <laughs> so that's even one layer of the conversation, right? Now throw in the the Zim part of the conversation, and and this is why one thing I don't like, even in the Zim community itself, right? Outside of what this person said, there's a lot of Zimbabweans who want to pretend like Zim is not in a terrible state right now. Mm-hmm. They want to pretend like, no, no matter how bad things get, you know, like, you know, like, really, you're Zimbabweans and you, you, how dare you, you know, try to assimilate in another country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, assi- assimilation is not a sin, guys. <laughs> if it is, it's, it's, it's like, people want to act as if, oh my God, you, Usena, Usena, Sisi, Mara, Mara, this, Mara, bro, oh, yes. if the niggas are here saying Mara, 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 it's like, bro, it, it happens, bro, some, some things lives. happen naturally, and that's why I get that's upset when, when, um, someone goes to the UK, and it's the UK especially, then they come back home mm. after a couple of months, mm. and they have an accent, right? And then, mm. people almost shame you for having an accent, then it's like, ah, but, yeah, uh, 
you've only been in the UK two minutes with an accent. Of course you have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> Human nature dictates that naturally it is going to happen that you will assimilate yeah. to your surroundings. It, it's not even intentional. It's not you trying to pass off as as a South African or as an, a black British or a black American, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. These things happen mm-hmm. naturally on its own. We as one allow and within the mix, you're now eight. And it's not even this is not this is not rocket science, guys. People want to be accepted, okay? People want to feel like they are part of something. You're not gonna go to the UK, the US, wherever in the world, and say, No, me, I'm from Bulawayo. So because I'm from Bulawayo, I'm going to speak like this. Like there's no I'm not gonna shift. Right? People wanna be they want to make friends they, and, and you want to go out you want to be social you want to get a girlfriend a boyfriend you know like you want to yeah. do stuff that's going to make you happy and if you go to you know if you live in South Africa all of a sudden you know like if you're assimilating the South African culture again like for example the weirdest ones people get really really weird or from what I've noticed on like on like Heritage Day yeah right? So now it's like Zimbabwe is also celebrating Heritage, Heritage Day along with South Africa. Like, hey, this is a South African holiday. Hey, I'm like, like why, are you, why are you so pressed? Like, why is it? It's not like people are... They, they, it's as if they make it seem like you're spitting on Zim by, you know... like It's like, bro, first of all, Zim get, needs to get it back together. If Zim had its act together, we would have never left. Because I don't know any Zimbabwean. And no one comes to mind right now of people that I know who are abroad, who are like, oh my God, best time of my life, you know, screw Zim, I never want to go yeah. back. Everybody wishes they could go back, no matter how well they're doing in yeah. life. Home is home. Yeah. 100%. Like nothing is ever going to be better than if Zim was proper and I could live in Bulawayo. Like nothing in life could ever be better for me and a lot of other people. Mm. But like, we know that, right? And people, when you meet, when you, you, you know, you go to the UK and then Zimbabweans link up, oh, they, they won't shut up about, yeah, Zanu, yeah, this, this and that, because, because niggas miss home. Bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they miss yeah. home. <laughs> and, and to be honest, just to add on to, to your point about assimilation, if my employer says today, mm. guys, Springboks jerseys on Friday, you know, for the culture, for the vibe, support the boys, sing Zans, yeah. and I'll wear my black tee, show up to work and just be, ah, no, I'm not South African, so, you know, I'm just going to sit this one out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> or when, when the pub is watching the rugby match and people are celebrating, what am I going to do? I'm going to sit it out and just be like, ah, you know, I know it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting mm. out these celebrations. I'm not paying attention. Uh, my country is not involved, so I'm going to sit it out. So that, I think, to, to echo and, your point. And, and, and you know what? People also get weird about the fact that, like, the whole we thing, right? So again, as sports fans... Right. So maybe it's because with these national teams, they tend to bring in a lot of non-followers yes. of the sport. So now you're within the different tweets. In sports culture, guys, fans are a part of the team. Yes. They are within the teams and teams market that to fans, that you're one of us, fam. It's not like you are a spectator, mm. right? Yes, you spectate the sports, but you you are one of us. You're in the locker room. We need you. My guy, Senna, we need you at Old Trafford. We together, you know, we won the Champions League. That's that's the sports culture. So now you get all these randoms who it's World Cup time, and then people are like, yeah, yeah, we won, we the Springboks, this, this, and that, because that's sports culture. Yeah, sports are unified. Yes. 
they bring people together. And then when I, you want to be weird, oh my God, we use bobs. Why do you want to say that it's we? You're not South African. Duh, nigga. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I know just, I'm not just South African. To, to, to <laughs> add to your point, right? Um, mm. Top level sport, unfortunately, with some sports, the, the highest level is international level, which is different from mm. sports like football, where the highest level is club level. And then you yeah. can afford to almost be neutral and unbiased when it comes to international games if your country is not involved or if your country is involved mm. you have the luxury to be very tapped in and all these things right mm. sharp cool now if and, and the, if i'm a cricket fan i'm obviously going to watch the highest level of cricket and the highest level of cricket is international cricket one of the best teams in international mm. cricket is india australia england south africa new zealand and Pakistan mm. right those five mm. if I'm watching high level sport as a fan then you kind of have to you support one naturally right and if it's the Proteus I've been mm. watching the Proteus since I was in primary school so from the moment you could watch games on TV like oh yeah I kind of like this mm. team right it may not say hey guys I'm trying to pass off as a citizen of this country I still love my country but in terms of watching high level cricket these are the guys I relate with. They have a black guy running in bowling. I think it was Makandini. Like, oh, yeah, I can relate mm. to that. Now the Springboks have a couple other Southern African kids running around yeah. showing the guys who created the sport flames. Of course you're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to relate in some <laughs> way and you're going to support them, right? So yeah. I think there needs to be that way. Although I did come across a post which made me reflect where I think it was, Mm. not sure if this person wants to be shouted out, but I think it was Ropa who mentioned Uguti. Um, Is there a sense of jealousy where you feel, ah, as if only my country could do the same? And I think that rings true with most people, right? I don't think it's jealousy. I think jealousy would be the wrong word. Envy. I think it's, it's... Yeah, but envy in the not in the in the malicious. Yeah, way. yeah not in a, has a okay, not in a malicious way. Attachment yes, yes, yes. to it, but it's kind of like it's a sadness, sadness mixed with with envy. Utie, lami, I wish I could rep, you know, the Sables or the Warriors or you know whoever yeah. it is. Like the, you know what I mean? I wish we had, and 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 that's I'll say it all the time. I wish, bro. I wish Zim was at the World Cup for 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 rugby. Like, cause I think we, if things go. They don't even have to go that right for Zim for Zim to 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 to, to get no, a I mean, team out there. I looked at Namibia getting smashed around. I'm like, bro, we can go to the World Cup and just try eighty bar. You know what I mean? Like, we, and I think we have better talented Zim. That if they were serious and people committed, and this is just Zimbo's in Zim, mm-hmm. would have a decent team, bro. Like a like a Tonga level, no, 100% type team. Like a you know, I mean, yeah, like we could. The Chevrolets were one game away from qualifying. To the cricket world cup that's how close and they, they buy yeah that's how close they were and then they they buy that and then they came to blues and they couldn't win in blue and they're like hey we should have just played in harare i'm like oh but guys eh. <laughs> <laughs> this is when excuses come up but i mean that was him doing yeah yeah, yeah things, of right? course but like even even then people still love the team right people are still gonna ride like if zim has a big match like like when when we when we had the chances of qualification upon like everyone like the energy was great 
right online and in the country like people are the, my friends are on the ground like hey where are we watching the game you know what I mean people Bro, support, there are people who are watching right? but you can't cricket in the morning and then going to Baba Fields to watch Boso mm-hmm. in the afternoon Bro. Commitment. People people want to support, but like you can't roll out Ikaka and be like, no, you must stick with your team, bro. Like, oh like we have to look at ourselves as a nation and be like, look, what do you want? <laughs> like what if do the Springboks are getting to the finals of the rugby world cup, you still want me to pretend that I'm not attracted to that, right? In order to say what? Ah, me, me as a uh, you don't even know the coach of the Sables. Do you, know, do you know what colors the Sables wear? A lot of people, they don't even know. Yeah. They don't know what our, te- our kit looks yeah. like. Right? So it's like, at the end of the day, let people... And it's like, it's your name. Although, yeah. Right? Although I do see... <laughs> it's like, bro. I do see the point you're making about casual watchers who only mm. watch the Springboks from a, oh, it's my country at a World Cup type of thing, to yeah. fans yeah. who watch rugby. So when there's a test... You know, me and my boys will go to the stadium, or whatever. It's although those mm. Springboks tickets be mad expensive, but if we could, <laughs> we'd be like, "Ah, oh, Springboks Australia, let's go!" Right? It's it's cool, it's fine, mm. it's 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 a good time. You're not, and, and Sina, you yeah. know what's funny? To so sorry to interrupt. What's funny is like, I'm pretty sure if you go to the stadium, right, as a Zimbo, right, and you're supporting the the Springbok, or from anywhere in the world. But you're supporting the Springboks in, you know, whatever stadium it is. What's the Loftus? Yeah, Loftus. Loftus what is it? I don't know what it's called. Yeah. If you're in there and you're cheering for the Springboks, the real sports fans that are in there, you hug each other, my guy, and you cheer and you yell and you scream and it's great. No, but I've never met someone in a stadium who was on some no party <laughs> I mean like it's <laughs> it's people who come in and online yeah. and trying to be weird why are you trying to you know that's how you know people who don't know sports like it's easy to identify people who don't know sports culture because you're trying to be weird sports is weird like again which is why sports washing is it's a big is thing that's why that these countries are, are buying that's why these middle eastern guys wanted to buy yeah. man united because it's the one thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that it changes for ninety minutes makes people forget about so much other issues. Exactly, exactly. All of a sudden, <laughs> so, ah, yes, we love it. No Qatar, no human rights issues. Me, I'm wearing a, a, a kandora, blah, blah blah. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. of a sudden, yeah, everyone is holding hands, singing kumbaya, and that's what real sports culture is about, right? We support our guys and. We fight the other guys. That's really what it is. But then you people are out here making shit weird, man. Yeah. Weird online. We trying to think piece the shit out of sports. Leave it alone, Brad. Like go and watch. Uh, what's that thing that we were talking about last week? You, that <laughs> Love Island. Love is blind. <laughs> oh, go in Love Island. Love is blind. All oh, Gonja is two different things. It is two different things. There's another one. Food. There's Love is blind. There's Love Island, and there's another item. Like these people won't, uh, won't let us. Although I was watching, you know what? This is what I hate about some of these shows. My wife was watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm actively trying not to pay attention. I don't know what it is. Maybe they've got like you know drugs that they they transfer through <laughs> radio waves or something. I don't know, fam. But like my ear was just picking it up and like all of a sudden we have talking points that we're talking about where's Courtney where's this where's you're that? talking about it like ha! no guys 
Now I'm catching up on like six seasons worth of information. I'm just trying to watch um, like, and it's like, no, now I've paused and I'm asking, ah, so is it, is this one still married to Scott or, yeah. you know, like, I'm, uh, bro, some of these things is just, it's a bit, now the Kardashians, shout out to them, bro, because, wow, like, it's, it's, it's actually but it's, crazy it's, how addictive it's, it's, stuff So reality TV is brilliant, right? Because it's, it's engineered drama, but it's meant to look yeah. real. To a point where I don't know what it is like. I think psychology people need to tell us how they did this, right? How they actually found yeah. a little gap in entertainment psychology, right? In the sense that there's fiction, mm-hmm. which we find funny and we enjoy, and then yeah. there's non-fiction, which we enjoy, mm-hmm. but sometimes more than the scripted, intentionally dramatic stuff. It's yeah. like a, 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 it's like lots of research went into. Okay, cool. People like things that look real, even if they know it may not actually mm. be real. It's not, but they just like. No, it's it's it's, it's brilliant. Whatever they do, whatever crap they put in it, fam. Like, and it's like the, the part that kills me that you don't need to you don't even need to watch the whole episode. Five minutes. Flashpoint. It's like. <sighs> Alright, you know what? Let me just sit. You know, the game is starting in thirty minutes. Let me just sit and just. Let me see what happens. And now you're talking about all these random things. Like the episode we were watching, they went some some a holiday to like Aruba or something. And now my, my wife and I are talking about the villa itself and like it's nice, <laughs> not, like what's the like it's what judging the food they're eating. Like it's just hey, bro, like I like, I think it's yeah, no, no, no. It's it's, it's brilliant. Like who, whoever has uh, Kim K's and some fucking DM, and I'm saying, I want that. <laughs> I know you don't care, but respect, big up, because like to build your brand out of nothing and have people care. It wasn't really out of nothing, but also, mm, also one. Nah, it really wasn't. There's a, there's a. Listen, hers wasn't the first. There's one of lead fam. Like that's. But there's, but but why is it? And and this is where you look at psychology. Mm. Why Mm. is it that there is so much scripted porn out there, right, on the sites? But mm-hmm. people still want to watch mm-hmm. six teams. No, because obviously it's different, right? With, 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 it's not scandals. Porn is not scandals. Porn is people that have consented and they're actors, right? And they're just acting with their with their genitals. So there's nothing scandalous. So people like scandal. Whereas if it's a celebrity, yeah, if it's a celebrity, then it's like, oh my God, because that, that person 99% of the time is never naked, right? They don't do porn. They're not a porn star. So now, Ongezo Senna has a sex tape. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> right? Meanwhile, this person is seeing, you know, 10,000 hours of porn. But like, Senna's album is going to sell like hotcakes because that's Senna. Right? That's just, that's literally how that works at the end of the day. But even now, people are starting to become numb to it. Like that, I think, like with the Kim K thing, she caught lightning mm-hmm. in a bottle because people have been releasing and even before her, they released and it's just... It's it's news for like two three days. Twitter is making yeah. jokes, and but it, it's the we don't but it's probably the same. Whatever. And and bring back to my point about reality TV shows, it comes back to something in mm. human psychology that likes things that are real, or that look real, rather mm. than clearly scripted, mm-hmm. clearly fake stuff. 
And even with what's it with prostitution, there's the girlfriend experience. <laughs> like I want you to pretend you're my girlfriend, which to me is like the the weirdest thing. <laughs> that ever. is weird. Because why why would you want someone to tell you to take out the trash and tell you what you're not listening to them enough and like like, like bro like <laughs> in, in, in in my mind the invention of prostitution is because niggas always want to get to the good part right and not have to deal with any other feelings and attachments so why would you pay for a girlfriend experience i don't get that i think that's counterproductive to what's going on at least to that specific thing but anyway it is it is it is it is what it is um Wow, this conversation is But yeah, that tweet was what? Um, that tweet was was oh fuck oh right. I mean, we went to the Springboks and we went to the Asian. Yeah, no, this this <laughs> took a lot turns. of turns. <laughs> turns. Just keeping up with the Kardashians. Um, but I think overall, guys, right? Let's let's just you know wrap it up in a nice bow. I just think uh, if you're not a sports fan first of all get out of the conversation but if you if you have to make those observations i think sports is unifying it's meant to bring people together and don't let people it frustrates me so much like don't let people online rile you up man like it's it's wow like this is something that really makes, <laughs> like you people just hook line and sinker you know what i mean like think about it. like why is this person tweeting this thing you know like why is this content on your feed you know, and if, if, if you just were to be, it's the, it's the same thing with corporations. When corporations are wilding, it's not petitions that make change. It's when people boycott and stop buying yes. the product. The moment people start to lose money, they change in 100%. an instant, guys. In an instant. Hurt the person's pockets. And by hurting the pockets, it's ignoring them. Do that, ah, fam, you'll never see that person tweet again. They'll now stop like, no, guys, love and the Bible and this is Uzabwana. They'll change their tune. People go where the money is. And right now, the money, unfortunately, with the human condition is in negativity. That's the unfortunate thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if we started slandering people right now, talking shit, the podcast would do numbers, okay? Numbers! If we started revealing shit and started acting like we, you know, we were we were not raised right, <laughs> the podcast would do numbers. That, that's it's unfortunate, you know. You guys, are, I don't know if you're lucky or unlucky. We have, I don't know which one you can pick. <laughs> I think it's unlucky. <laughs> you can pick which side of the because then numbers are to sell, right? That's the reason why Jade has been trending for a week straight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If she was just a, a normal wife and, you know, if there was nothing to see here, then people wouldn't care. People wouldn't read yeah. the book. Like, book tours are very fascinating to me. When people, things that people start sharing, all of a sudden, it's full of chair that, you know, you and your husband did. Like, it's, <laughs> why didn't you tell us before? You know what I mean? Like, if it was that deep, why didn't you share like, Why is it in a book, book right? Anyway. That's actually very uh, interesting. Yeah. Because I want you to read the book. Yeah. I want you to read uh, and, and be a New York Times bestseller. Uh, so I think that's it from, from my side. I thought, I thought NBA season is back. That's brilliant. Uh, the Lakers lost, unfortunately. That's a but, um, you know, yeah, no, but anyway, we'll be fine. So, oh yeah, interesting yeah. before we go off. Um, I found this to be very, very weird because... I couldn't. I could not relate to it any in any way, shape, or form. Maybe you do. Um, oh man, I just thought about it. This might be like some people, the privileged community, might not come as that. All right, it is what it is. But we talk on a 
It is what it is. Why do parents like putting things in the boys' room instead of the girls? E.g., this is where the person lost. Because I was first sentence, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, where are we going with this? Try E.g., for example, <laughs> wheelbarrow, <laughs> a bag of nails, cement, shovel, <laughs> etc. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there and I just didn't, I didn't get it. Why do you mean like, you didn't get it? It's like, I, I, you know, I don't understand. Like, because I've never, I've never had my dad come to my bedroom and put a shovel. Like, I thought they were going to say maybe like, you know, their, their old clothes uh, or like, you know, books or, you know, I don't know, man. But like, a bag yeah, of like cement. It's yeah. cemented. You have not lived. <laughs> so, 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 hold on. Are you are you trying to say that you relate? I'm not saying I relate um, at all. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be so PC about this in a way that doesn't drag many people. No, no, no! Don't don't be PC. We need we need the impressions. We need the kicks. <laughs> when it happens, happen, chat, like. Man. <laughs> parents will throw the most random things in your room like, <laughs> like <laughs> but no I, I can I agree yeah. with that premise but Senna alright okay can I say something okay okay now remove yourself from Tabo your life as you know it right so now okay. let's put you in a situation okay. where in Burnside there your house has no garage okay there's no storeroom, so everyone has their mm-hmm. own room. There's no extra room, right? There's no spare room. Yeah. Uh, there's no garage where all mm-hmm. these things go. Um, in a scenario where you've got a bag of cement, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got a bag mm-hmm. of cement. It's a rainy season in Blues. You all know how it rains back home in December. It's Luliana. Yeah. yeah. So it's a rainy season. What do you do at Zubaba Omuzi? Where do you put the cement? First of all, what am I doing? What am I doing in the random you are building, in my house? You're building something in the back. And then... Okay. I, I, right? But you can't leave it outside because it'll okay. rain and then if it gets wet and then it just solidifies and then it's ruined. You've wasted a whole bag of cement. But dude, if we're talking... If we're talking about our typical, let's say, mm-hmm. zip house, right? Basic, maybe let's mm-hmm. say two-bedroom house, right? Like there's space, like there's a cupboard in the kitchen or something, or like I don't know. Again, maybe guys, maybe I'm being no. But now I'm saying, Uti, now imagine there's no space. Imagine there's no space. There's a way. You make space, bro. What? Why am I putting okay, a bag of cement in my son's room? Imagine. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Remove yourself from the house that you have now. Imagine it's a house, it's a four-bedroom house. Uh, there's no spare bedroom. Everyone has their bedroom. There's a lounge, mm. a kitchen, parents' room. right? You have a bag of cement. You know that cement costs, I don't know how much it costs in this day and age, but it's a lot. You can't just chuck it. It's mm. left over. Where are you going to put it? <laughs> <Not in myself. laughs> okay 
I know. I'll, I'll, okay, fine. I'll I'm speak for myself, but I'll speak for other people. Um, I know Oguti mm. is the easiest place to store things. One, because usually boys don't have a lot of items for starters. So there's usually mm. an abundance of space in the boys' room. Right? First of all, where are my sneakers Right. What do you mean boys don't have... Most boys don't have a lot of things. Sorry, my boss. I know you've got... My sneakers, my hockey stick, my hey, cricket bat. Yeah, well, there where there's a cricket bat. Faggy Fortuolo, there in between. <laughs> <laughs> shovel right in the middle, in between. The, I think you've got space for a cricket bat and a hockey stick. You've got space for a shovel to go in there. What? <laughs> No, but but no, literally. No, no, no. So, guys, fathers, okay, please, I'll, I'll make another example. Right, so I <laughs> live with my sister, mm. and then our rooms are, in mm. terms of wardrobe space, very similar. They're identical. Mm-hmm. Um, so, two yeah. bedroom flat. Her room has same number of cupboards and whatever, and my room has same number of cupboards and whatever. Right, cool. Mm. Now, she has more clothes than I do. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens to her winter clothes when winter hits? No, but again, Senna, you no, no, because yeah, this but clothes, clothes. The, the premise, the premise my of what I'm saying, the premise of what I'm bedroom. saying is, ultimately, mm. I have more space as a guy, generally. Yes, right. Yes. So if you're faced as a parent mm-hmm. as a situation where, and to answer the the, the the tweet, to respond to the tweet. You're faced with a situation mm. where, okay, cool, I have no way to store these items. Like, nothing. I'm a cassette, I'm a dollar, I'm a parallel, but I can't throw away my wheelbarrow, I can't get rid of my cement. You'll make a plan. And usually with some, with a lot of houses, it ends up being in some corridor or in some storage mm. room. But if you don't have that, mm-hmm. your son's room is the next best thing. I. Do you mean let's not do that? that. <laughs> uh, no, like I get, I get random cables and charges and you know some of these things, but like guys, shovels are dirty. I'm a B, I'm a Ray, I'm a But like they're trying to say oh reggae, but there shouldn't be any issues with storage space from reggae. <laughs> but anyways um all oh this to say God, <laughs> all this to say oh oftentimes and also boys are boys right it's like there's a certain disregard with which mm. some parents treat boys right whereas there's a softness that comes mm-hmm. with how they treat girls so it's like, oh, my sweetheart, my princess, mm-hmm. okay, you don't need to have all these things in your room because already I'll have space because of your clothes, mm-hmm. also brand. Uh, so, tab. Tata, ipigile le focholo, bedroom, faga, totally space somewhere in the corner there. Like, ah, no, but there's angla space, angla space, no, but there's a cricket bed, hockey stick, focholo, bar, in there. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> what a difficult. I don't know yeah, why you're defeated. Me personally, the reggae, the reggae item is I'm, I'm no longer confident <laughs> in speaking on the mics. Um, we were going to delve into 
Afghanistan and Israel, but I think me uh, yeah, I know they are because it's Palestine. <laughs> Let's rest. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Oh my God! What did I say? Okay, it's been a long week, <laughs> guys. We're recording. You said Afghanistan. Did I say Afghanistan? Guys, it's been a long oh, year. Year end fatigue. Oh, I'm sorry. It's setting guys. in. Oh, it's okay. God. No, no. That was, I swear <laughs> to God, that wasn't intentional. That was not. I was I was looking at cricket results earlier, and like Afghanistan beat. They beat England. Beat, yeah. England or something. Yeah, no, so I'm oh, sorry, that's where my mind was, guys. I just <sighs> killed me. Afghanistan as a country, but Palestine. <laughs> no changes, no, 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 not even no changes. Yes. Like, I know what was going on. Um, but yeah, yes, no, we will delve into that next week because I, I am very fascinated with how the world is, is, yeah. is, is reacting. I'm loving how, regardless of what, I'm, 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 I'm shocked. And I think appalled with yeah. governments, governments and world leaders. That's where I'm like, whoa, right? But I'm I'm very mm-hmm. positively, you know, like I guess looking at how people, normal you and me people, mm-hmm. are reacting to this. Um, that's where kind of giving me hope in humanity and stuff like that. But the government the side, the beautiful thing, wow, and we'll we'll chat on this Yo. next week. The beautiful thing is, wow. and I've no, I spend a lot of time complaining about social media. But sometimes the the beautiful thing is now, yeah. well, back in the day, they'd just be TV newspapers. That was the only information. Whatever came out on Sunday, in the Sunday News or Chronicle, that was it. Yeah. So I used to say, good tea, newspapers was mm-hmm. gospel, TV gospel. Nowadays, BBC and Sky, and Sky can put out something and then people are like, nah, cap. And this is why. And they would have yeah. reasons and research and all these things. So like, like you... We still have faith in humanity so we'll pick it up and it, it, it you know what it kind of goes back to what you were saying before in that <clears throat> there's there's innovation and technologies that us as a generation and beyond want to embrace were there but like in politics you know these old heads are running things like this is back in the day where it was newspapers cnn and you know whatever fox and all these other channels right that would disperse the news and that's what so 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 i feel like the way they're making some of these decisions it's as if i can't just go on instagram or on twitter look up the hashtag and see what's going on on the ground and hear real information from from people normal people you know what i mean like because if you knew that and as an old head if you if you understood that i feel like some of the statements and 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 and, mm-hmm. and gestures that they've made yeah 100 they'd never make because all one has to do, even as, as someone who's not educated on the entire issue, just look at what's going yeah. on. Just look. And it's very it, it spells itself out in terms of who's the oppressor, who's the victim, and all these other things. And now it's just about, okay, okay, how did all of this start? And like educating yourself yeah. on what's the feed and what's going on. But everything mm-hmm. else is black and white. And if you listen to some of these channels, it's like completely yep. contradictory. You know, and the bit... Well, like English language is powerful because the messaging and the way mm-hmm. certain people are putting things out there. <laughs> oh yeah, and then celebrities, celebrities, celebrities. Like guys, oh yeah, just leave it alone, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? Dave Chappelle will go down in history for what he said about the jungle yes. because it applies um, to everything, bro. Funny enough, I think Dave Chappelle's comedy is is probably not for our time. 
I think generations from now will look back at what he said from 2019 to 2020 2016-2023 and they'll be like mm. actually man that man was onto something just some, some of the things he says man um, but yeah. the reason why they need to put all this out is to secure the bag because you need to protect relationships you have in Hollywood and, and all these things but yeah, yeah man we'll so pick sad. it up next week pick it up next week but also that culture did you see again we'll wrap it up now but like did you see that there was a clip um, I'll probably bring it back up next week um, this guy called DJ Vlad he was talking mm-hmm. to Charlemagne and DJ MV and he was like oh you know like Drake is the most uh, 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 famous Jew and uh, DJ Khaled is the most famous Palestinian why haven't they spoken on this huh? and I'm just like guys like I kind of understand I said shit because what are you going to say like if you don't know and you have a huge platform it's very dangerous like if DJ Khaled goes right everybody arm yourselves you know we're going to mm. do this for Palestine like bro that's that is you can start world wars on social media yes you can you know, so sometimes, you know, if you're if it's not make sure, then shut up. There's no need for you to speak, you know. So I was shocked. Like, literally, the owner was like, no, why haven't they spoken? And it's like, and Charlemagne was pushing back. And he was like, bruh, like, sometimes you don't need to. Like, first of all, what he said was like, first of all, why am I looking at Drake to speak <laughs> on, on, on geopolitical yes. issues? I mean, like, the guy who, who who is out here singing and rapping or whatever is that? That's who I need to hear from. Yeah, in such a, a, a time in human yep. history. No, 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 no. I'm no. no in one I of the most, I get you. One of the most complicated no. global issues of the modern day. What do I care? What mm. what my favorite musician has to say? I mean, they Drake and DJ Khaled, bro. DJ Khaled. <laughs> Ain't no way. Ain't no way. There's no way, guys. Ah, there's no way. Like, I'm, I'm happy. Like, stay silent. It's okay. Like, you know, send money. That's <laughs> me. If, for me, I look at the celebrities and I say, send money. That's where, if if, 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 if I was DJ Vlad talking to Charlemagne, I'm like, why hasn't Drake put out that he sent, you know, $10 million to the relief effort? Uh, That's where... Half these guys... Half these guys probably didn't pass history in school, and you want them to come and inform your views on something. That's mm-hmm. why I'm like, <clears throat> Beyonce fans would be very. Someone was like, my faves. Uh, someone, someone said her faves are Beyonce and Rihanna, right? And she's like, you guys, I'm so glad my faves are quiet on this because I don't trust them to say the right things. I trust them to yeah. write good songs and bobs yeah. and perform. Stay in your lane. But global issues and saying the right thing, ah, no, no. Like if you're not educated to say something, like like again, it's like it's not like athletes must not speak or celebrities. If you know, then speak cool. Mm-hmm. But like if you just don't know and you happen to imagine if they, you know, they they now there's a war in Zim, and then everybody, what what happens? <laughs> there's something that happened when we started this podcast. I can't remember what it was. But remember, we got DMs of people like, hey, speak on this thing. What was it, Sen? Do you 20, remember? 20, what would have happened in Zim? I can't remember. Well, Something happened like in 2020, 2021. Nah, I don't think it was. Nah, was president. But something happened. And then and then people were like, in my DMs, ah, he was to speak about this on the pod. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hold on. 
Let me let me understand what's going on before I just uh, look like an idiot for no yes. reason, right? Like, Which is also, I, I think, partly why. I mean, this this Israel uh, Palestine thing, Palestine thing, been going on for a couple of weeks, and mm. I almost feel it's a disservice to just oh, let's jump in, set up the mics, and then just get going. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. I've I've been like doing research and trying to learn and understand before. Like, I wanted to talk to talk about this for like I don't know two. Three nah, but then, but like, like let's, I think about it. I'm like, what do we get the mind say? right? But I think, yeah. But I mean, one thing that we can judge is reactions, right? So like, it's not necessarily judging what's going on, um, but definitely I can I can judge people's reactions. Like, I was shocked LeBron James made a statement <laughs> and the statement that he made. Like there is like ah chief like you me I'm not an expert but I know what you like because <laughs> he already got into trouble with China and the Hong Kong shit and then he comes and he does this one it's like hey chief like I like you. why are you? It's, it's okay to you know what to mean? play like and and look I was it was it I don't know which politician it was in the states that told him to focus on playing on dribbling sometimes mm, yeah. sometimes it's dribble. okay. Obviously, you know, it was it was during Black Lives Matter, and we're all trying to be part people. You know, you're not trying to be. ah. But sometimes, on complicated situations. Yeah, but you see, Black Lives Matter. Absolutely, speak up. Yeah, that's you. That's you. That's you and your guy. You're living that experience, so it's not like he had to go and learn. You know what I mean? Like he lived it, even as as a as a poor kid growing up. And as one of the richest people in the world, still, still nigger, right? Still Jay, nigger, yeah. Jay-Z yeah. So, so that's something that okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'll listen to what you have to say. But like, you know what I mean? Like, he knows nothing about this. And then the way you throw your opinions out there, it is very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. So it's like sometimes guys leave it and uh, you know live to fight another day because. Mm-mm. But you can speak on certain things. If you see something that's not right, then yeah, absolutely, call it up. Like, yo, this is not mm-hmm. right. But like with the LeBron, if you look it up, look up his statement on Israel. Like, it was a very, you know, like whoa, kind of. Did you see what's going yeah, on? Well. Like, it's it's like Manchester United losing, and Senna tweeting out like, oh my god, you know, uh, glory, glory, Man United. Like, chief, did you watch the game? <laughs> Right, okay. I don't think you saw the, oh. the game because <laughs> if you're watching the game, this is not the time to be yelling glory. glory and the one the thing, United. the one thing but, I um, try and do, yeah. I, I try to keep with things I'm not sure if I was too late, bro. Because cricket, yeah, no, 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 that's my sport. I can tell you mm. the favorites, I can tell you their strengths and weaknesses, I can tell you this, I can tell you so many things when it comes yeah. to um. When it comes to E rugby, for example, mm-hmm. I sometimes like to just enjoy it and just like the like yeah. there's things I understand, but when it gets like deep, deep, deep and technical as to no, some of those penalties, somebody needs to explain right. to me. Yeah, because I'm like, what like, like the, the last like the last penalty and then people that's South Africa got like, like yeah, the, the like, scrum penalties uh, and the mole penalties. <laughs> I understand yeah. what's happened, but I don't really know what's really happened to an extent where I get I get offsides, hand in the rock, all that kind of stuff. But like Ogunye, it's like what what like literally nothing would have happened on the screen, and people are not. Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh okay, like, oh. actually, something happened there. 
but now because it, it must be it must be even worse when you watch a bar because that bar you can't even hear yeah so like at least i'm at home and i'm listening i'm like oh okay this is what this sharp but if i would be so confused i'd literally be sitting there like oh okay what, did, <laughs> what happened what was wrong the scrum the scrum looked like <laughs> why collapsed the scrum i didn't even see and brother then, like 10 niggas squashing into each other 12 mang mang collapsed like kicking eh? kicking kicking the ball into touch and then you still keep possession i'm like wait oh no but if it's out that i get team, because penalty I so if it's your penalty no, but like sometimes the other team gets possession. Yeah, yeah but that's only if you kick it out of touch without a penalty if it's not a penalty then you kick it out of touch they get possession oh, but if it's your penalty you can choose okay. what do you want to do we want to kick to post we want to kick it out we want to scrum we want to tap and run all these okay. things okay right Iraq between us, I can never stop. So, hey, hey. It's yeah, been it's been <laughs> and there it was just about hitting, hitting the other kids, and I did that very, very well. But uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Moyo, it's yes. been a good one. Uh, but we have to love the people at leave. We said this was going to be short, but unfortunately, it was not short, which is a bit annoying. Um, but <laughs> it, <laughs> it is what it is. So obviously. If you like what you have heard, if you love and fucks with the podcast, like the thing, subscribe to the thing, retweet the thing. And if you don't, we are inclined to believe you think there's one of <laughs> Mr. Moore. Laters. <laughs>